0: Hi, I'm Michael Jonathan Smith, the writer for 409 The Fall, and you're listening to or watching Cobra Kai Companion.
1: Back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I am Brianna. And you guys, as always, uh, returning, you know, a fan favorite writer, uh, producer, Michael Jonathan Smith. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, so, you know, absolutely. We we, uh, love having you back. Um, Just a ball of energy. Uh, You know, I don't know when we're putting this out, but hopefully... um, you know it's probably getting close to season 5 for us in real time uh yeah. is there any updates you can give us on twisted metal for those that are maybe uh kind of tuning in for No, that? I mean
0: I really can't say anything about it. I think it's like been said that we're in production, which is great. So, I can confirm that. Uh and it's it's going it's going awesome. We're we're Yeah, it's it's been going great. I really can't say much about it. All I can say, I mean like they've been announcing all the cast, which is very cool. Um, it's been great working with everyone, and and some of the stuff for I'm really excited for everyone to see the see these episodes, and uh, yeah, I I just hope everyone digs it. I think it's we're making something really cool, so yeah. um, it's it's been yeah. fun.
1: The casting announcements uh, have been amazing, and uh, I'm just waiting on like a first look just to kind of get an idea yeah. of like what kind of tone and you know is, is there totally. CGI, you know things like that. You know just because so little is known.
0: I, I will say that we're trying to do everything as practical as possible.
1: Awesome. So that's where we're starting.
0: Um, and I don't know. Like, I saw Sweet Tooth's ice cream truck. I feel like that's pretty safe to confirm, and it looks incredible. I mean, it's like the wildest
1: thing. Uh, the best will have real fire. You know, to just uh... <laughs> <laughs> you'll. I can't confirm or deny. You'll, we'll we'll say. <laughs> okay all right fair enough
2: you sound like you're Uh, testifying before congress i cannot confirm or deny the
0: existence of real fire literally i've seen how rabid the fans are for cobra kai so it prepared me to be very careful with my words for twisted metal and i I know um sony and peacock are being very careful about what we're saying or showing uh but i'm I'm excited for people to see the the, see it when it's when we can show things but um it's the stuff we're doing is pretty pretty cool
1: yeah yeah um well what you do on Cobra Kai is also pretty cool uh episode 409 (laughs) the the fall oh my gosh I mean we we have so many things here uh Carrie Underwood the return of um uh the the committee uh which we saw just a few episodes ago yeah yeah um can you talk about like how this is uh basically like like a two-parter you know it really leads into uh 410 as well
0: yeah I mean look in the writers room we always talked about what what is the tournament going to be this year? When is it going to take place? Like there was talks of having it take place in the mid season at one point, and and you know we all we knew is that we wanted it to be big. Um, eventually, we were like, no, it has to be the finale, and it was like obvious. And I think the idea of making it a two parter was was really important too, because we knew that there were you know as typical with any season of Cobra Kai, we've got like tons of character threads we want to follow, and we want to make this feel different and. Uh, and, and that's kind of, you know, the, the, the reason for it being a two-parter. And I was, you know, very flattered and honored to, to take the reins of part one. I I love that I've kind of become the episode nine writer, which is always very cool. And, and, uh, and it's, it's, it was a fun episode. It was challenging for me, at least because it's setting up 10. I mean, so it's really Mm -hmm. like, it's more about bringing the pieces to the threads together and starting it and not really completing it like a typical episode of TV where you're like, okay, well, now we're seeing. So the arcs that we finished had to be minor moves, like, you know, the realization that Sam had been training with Johnny for Daniel, getting right. it to a head, you know? So, like, the, there are still character arcs in it, but it was tricky in terms of, like, it's really starting to, you know, get us into the end game And, like, with uh, Kenny and... and Uh, Robbie, like that storyline where, okay, now we're seeing the turn and seeing the relationship. So like, as opposed to typical arcs where, you know, the characters learn something and they're moving to the new episode to restart. This one is more about, okay, there's, where are the characters at the beginning of the episode and where are they at the end? And the arc is just about the change in relationship there where Sam and Daniel are on the same side. But then when they learn that Cobra Kai knows Miyagi-Do at the end, they're in a different place going into ten. So it was more about structuring it that way with the arcs and making sure it was just as clear as possible. Um, So, yeah.
2: Well, speaking of, of fan favorite, I, I do have to apologize to you. Um, I did this when we were, when we were talking to Joe and Luan um, (laughs) with, uh, with, with their episode, normally episode nine is the big Johnny Daniel bonding episode, which is normally your purview Normally, you are my number one writer favorite episode for the season. <laughs> Joe and lewan of course, got that honor this they did. season. They but did. Speaking of fan favorite, you got to yeah, take us back into the the um, lovely world office comedy of the All Valley Committee and George's epic introduction speech. Yeah. So did Keith um,
0: contribute any to that or was that all words on the page? All words on the page, all from me and the guys like uh, and Keith is incredible and he just brings it to life. So uh, it, it's a, it's always a collaboration in that way. Um, but he just absolutely crushes that opening. And that opening was really, really fun to to put together and write and challenging. I mean, like this episode's like four montages, <laughs> which is like really tough. It's really tough. And it's like, you know, when you're writing that stuff, you know, there's tons of changes between what I wrote and what, I mean, like not tons, I don't want to say tons of changes, but there, there are things that's like the stunts are coming up with something else or, or they're like, Oh, we're going to build it in this way. So writing that intro was so much about like, what is the vibe we want it to be. And we went through a bunch of iterations with the guys in terms of how do we structure this? Cause it was, it was tough to structure. And, I think the way it turned out was like, there was a version where it was relatively normal. And then you hear like hard rock music and smoke appears. And then that's when Eagle Fang walks out and everyone's like, Whoa, this is different. And, and we, and I think where it ended up was much better where it was like, Oh no, let's just make all of it feel epic. And it's got this like kind of Rocky montage vibe. um, And the music is very much, you know, attributing to that. Um, But uh, yeah. And Keith just like totally crushes that. Like I love when he looks down the barrel and he's just like, it's karate time. Yeah. Um he's great. So it it was uh yeah that opening is like wild. Uh,
1: what about the um well actually that's a little bit ahead. Let's talk about maybe the the senseis and their like pre uh tournament speeches. Um just uh the maybe the, the talks about what they want uh the, the message that they're giving to their their respective dojos.
0: Yeah, I mean it was like a cool opportunity to just you know, show where they are coming into this episode, just kind of like a recap, but also to show how, what is it, different, but same that the two of them are. You know what I mean? Where they're finishing each other's sentences without even realizing it, but then also having moments where they aren't on the same page. And also, you know, using that opportunity to show where Sam and Miguel's relationship are coming out of episode eight, which is also, you know, Joe and Milan's incredible episode. Um, they cried, those guys crushed it this year. They, they wrote some amazing episodes this year. Um, and like, uh, you know, so much of nine is like reminding the audience where we are with all these moving pieces. Like, okay, this is where Sam and, and and also like, it's really, it was really tough too. So, uh, oh, like fine. What is it? A fine, uh, needle to thread, I guess with, with Johnny and Miguel, where Johnny has no idea that he said, I love you, Robbie to Miguel Mm -hmm. and Miguel like was broken by that moment So like they have, and all Johnny knows is that prom probably didn't go very well. You know what I mean? So there's like, it's a, it's, it's a tough needle to thread with that, um, to, to get to that moment because we're like setting up all this stuff and reminding us about where we are with silver increase and, you know, and Johnny has Robbie and like, there's just so many moving pieces with the show, which is always so fun. and such a challenge. Um, but I, am happy with where that speech ended up. I think it was really, it's really fun. and, And anytime you get to write that kind of thing, it's like a blast.
2: You, you mentioned that this is the episode of, you know, you you four montages, basically you have the three commercials for the dojos that play before they take the, the, before they, before they come on the mat. And Mm -hmm. then you have Carrie Underwood's live performance of moment of truth over the actual tournament taking place. That's Um, right. How difficult is it? Because every single one of those montages gets so much information in there recapping, not just season four, but some stuff all the way back to season one that comes yeah. back up again. How difficult was it to script particularly those commercials in a way that worked in that
0: setting? It, it wasn't like, I'd say that the most difficult part was like, how, what is the skeleton of it going to be? Which was like, how much do we spend with each group? Is it intercut? Like, I think that was the toughest part to kind of crack. Once we got into it, I, I knew that it, we, like, we had to remind the audience that Miguel is a champion. And that the last time that we were here, which was technically, what, a year ago? Right. Um, it's still 12 months ago, right? It's still, it's still only 12 months. We're four seasons in. We have to remind the audience. It's sort of like uh. It's like that breaking bad moment in the in the like last couple episodes where you see him like make 51 on the pancakes and you're like holy shit it was a year. Like it's kind of that <laughs> yeah. sort of moment. <laughs> right. So we knew and and I also was like it was actually really fun to write that stuff cuz it's like they're almost like telling the fans like no we're paying attention like we know we remember all this lore like we're really keeping track of it. So that part of it wasn't too hard and my favorite thing about it it, once we got into it, it was like really fun to write and really easy to get that down. And it was, um, uh, it was really about like I think my favorite thing of it is is the mirroring stuff, like seeing the fights with them and then see, like seeing you know uh, uh, was it like the way that Cobra Kai trains versus the way that Miyagi Do trains versus the way you know Eagle Fang trains and seeing similar movements in the way that they they train you know with really good state of the art stuff versus you know the like uh the the being on the skateboard <laughs> and doing it that way like so it was really fun coming up with that and that was really important like i really i'm I, in the script I, I i pushed the like no we should have like something interesting like that like he's he's doing the jump rope with chains and just trying to keep that eagle fang like kit bash vibe you know what i mean throughout so um that part was like not too difficult and then like the other montages like you know, I'll, I'll be honest, you know, uh, the montage but with the skills tournament, Joe actually, Joe and the one actually helped me with that one because what was different with this season than with past seasons is that like in season four, we actually had finished writing almost all the scripts before we went to production. Um, and in season five, the writer's room and production overlapped. So we were like busting ass to get these scripts done. Oh, no, that was season five. I'm so sorry. Season four, we had them all done but so much had changed as we were going into production with season four that we still needed to like rejigger a lot of episode nine by the time we got to my episode. So luckily, while I was taking care of all the conversation stuff, Joe helped me do a crack, Joe and helped me take a crack at the skills because that was tough too. Like, and this, what is the story of that? And what are the points and where should they lose? So all of that stuff was like really, really difficult. And it like literally takes a village It takes a writer's room to crack some of that stuff. The Carrie Underwood thing I'll say, was actually, credit has to go to Bob Dearden because that was actually going to be in episode 10. And then, like, again, you're looking at these episodes in totality, and when you look at episode 9 and 10, you're like, okay, we have to shift things around. Like, originally, Kenny's beating up of Anthony was at the end of episode 9. We shifted that to 10. We moved, you know... um, I think we always knew that that Miguel getting hurt at the end of 9 was going to be the ending. But there were things Mm. that we were, like, moving around, and do we want to intercut? Like, are we going to have more fights than what was ended up seeing? Like, there was a lot of moving things around. So all credit has to go to Bob for the Carrie Underwood. And it was really fun to take what he did and, and do do my pass and, and, and tweak it just to make it flow with where the Carry Underwood thing was going to be. Um, and I think it worked out great, you know, using that as, like, sort of our, you know, oh, you're yeah. the best around montage. So, um, yeah, no, uh, those, those were really fun to take to, to, to write.
1: So uh, I guess I kind of have two questions. I wanted to kind of pick it back off what you just said. Um, you guys always knew that Miguel was going to get hurt in episode nine. Are you guys um, still like working on the episode titles during pr- production? Uh, Would you guys come up with the yeah.
0: titles? The the, t- the titles usually come last, actually. Like okay. unless there's a title that's like, oh, we have to call it that. Um, like I, I think Let's Begin was always the title for for the start of the season. I think that's what they always had. Yeah. Um, you know, for the fall and the rise, when we got deeper into it, like as we're in production, it's really fun, like Joe, Luan and I kind of compile a bunch of names and we bring it to the guys and we pitch what they are. And, and they're like, yes, no. Uh, I'm trying to think what what, uh, what were some of the other titles that we came up with that we really liked. But yeah, but the fall and the rise, I kind of think that might've been Joe's pitch. We knew we wanted to have like, kind of like like um, first learn stand, then learn fly. Like, right. I, like we really, I think that was also Joe's pitch was that, um, I, I typically pitch the one kind of like <laughs> snake related. Like I think, uh, like Bicephaly, I think was, I was mine. <laughs> um, that the two headed snake. snake. That was my pitch. And like, cause that's the kind of, I like that stuff. I think, um, in ba- back in season one, I think Quiver was my pitch, um, nice. stuff like that. So we knew we wanted to be, because it was a part one, part two, we knew we wanted to be that. The trick was, we didn't want to give away anything and we wanted to make sure that, you know, cause I, as you guys know, like all the fans are so like, every title is, is, you know, is deciphered and, and poured over and what could it mean? What could this be about? And we really, re- really take a lot of pride in like what the titles are and, um, and we don't want to give anything away either. So it was really fun to, to kind of look at the fall. Cause the fall also ties into like the fall of, Sam and Daniel into the fall mm-hmm. of Robbie and Kenny. Like it, it works in more than one way, which is always so great about our titles. Um, the rise and fall of the Holy Roman Empire is what that brings to mind with me. Absolutely. And like the rise and fall of like, like Cobra Kai is kind of coming into, into the end of nine, like kind of a down, well, they're on their way up, but like you 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 feel like Miyagi-Do or Eagle Fang could take it. Uh, and, and then a 10, obviously, spoiler alert, they don't. But uh uh <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert, yeah.
2: they die. they they lose. Yes,
0: they do not.
1: <laughs> uh so, so my uh other question was gonna be um you know you were talking about the, the skills competition and stuff like that. Yeah. I didn't even think about the the point system uh having um to <laughs> well, be like a like a big factor. But uh I, 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 I guess mean, the other that's... thing. Sorry, you... You... Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. um I, I was gonna say, like, also, we heard from some of the, the the kids that they got to like decide on on like what weapon they wanted to use, but yeah. um, so like, yeah, how how do you sit down and decide how to script that versus like, you know, when you guys are actually filming and working with stunt and and deciding yeah. you know, like to go off script perhaps? So
0: so you know, with the skills competition, the biggest thing we wrote was like, or that I wrote with with everyone, um, you know, uh. when you attack that it's like really about what are the beats of the story that we need to say. And like, just a tangent, talk tangentially about the point system in the writer's room. We got to a huge, huge argument about how the points are working in this show. And like literally one of the writers, uh, Bill, uh, wrote like, here's how the point. Yeah. Bill Posley. He wrote the, like, here's the point system and here's how many points are attributed to each thing to make it make sense. And I'll be honest. I literally was just like, guys, no one's gonna give a fuck about the points. It's like it doesn't matter. All you need to know is that Miyagi is on top, and now they're not. And like us, like saying like thirty five points. I was just like, nobody's gonna care. It's giving me a headache. For the love of God, I don't care. Um, Never say
2: is, no one's gonna care with this fandom, though. Well, you well, know well, here's that's wrong.
0: Here is the thing: is that it's like in the in the story of it you don't care you you, you, like it's saying it's 35 points. It's just going to get us into trouble with like the fans in terms of like (laughs) keeping it statistically correct to make sense. And I think the way we did look at it is that like, it's really at the end of the day, it's about like, who's who like, where do they land? How do they mess up? Who messes up? Why do they mess up? And wanting to make sure that story wise, we're understanding like the, like, okay, Eagle Fang and Miyagi-Do, they're doing pretty well, but then Cobra Kai surprises them and comes in from behind. And a lot of this goes into the editing too and making sure that the flow of the story makes as much sense as possible. So like early versions, you know, we had Tori doing nunchucks and we had Sam doing the bow staff, but then we were talking with them and they were really excited about doing these new weapons. So we changed the script to, to match that. It Like with Dimitri and the commas, um, which were really cool. And I actually had a joke that that didn't survive, but I really like that joke where he's walking originally Dimitri start walks onto stage was how the, I wrote the montage starting. And, you know, Kyler as typical Kyler is like, look, it's like, he's holding two pointy dildos. And then Dimitri starts doing his thing and it looks amazing. And then he walks off stage and he goes like, they're called commas period. Uh, and it was a very silly joke that I really liked and did not make it. And I'm very happy Great that it didn't. Joke, I love it. Um, but, but like, you know, that was something that we structured, but then in the editing we're like, well, you need to just jump right into it and just get into the action. And you still have Dimitri looking awesome with the commas and you still have these moments. Like we knew, we, we always knew we wanted Hawk to have a moment where he doesn't succeed. Um, you know, I, which I, which is, you know, where he, he's not able to kick the board. Like there's story beats that we always knew were in there. And then honestly you find a lot of it in the editing where you're trying to find the flow of story and showing, okay, the first half is Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang kicking ass. And then the second half is Cobra Kai coming from behind. Um, and in script, it might have been a little bit more intercut, where like Cobra Kai succeeds a little bit earlier, stuff like that. So it's really everybody's kind of doing their part to tell the story as best as possible.
1: I'm surprised that the the dildo jokes, you know, d- d- did make it just because of like the the rocket ships and all these things throughout yeah. the seasons, you know, that that are related. I I think John shared um, when uh, when Plan B came out. I think I think mm. his wife, you know, Randy, texted him was just like. Uh, I'm paraphrasing but she made a comment that like everything that he produces always has like a dick joke or something and he's <laughs> yeah, like all but yeah. one <laughs> you know <laughs> or
0: so. totally and, and honestly the, i think part of the reason for cutting that joke was just like the pace of the scene like you really wanted to jump yeah. right in and not feel like you're starting and stopping like you just yeah. want to and i think it, it works it out sense. wonderfully yeah um
2: Dicks, sex toys, assholes, and rampant alcoholism are prevailing themes throughout the entire show. And there are still people who claim it's a family show. <laughs> no, like, No, it earns its TV 14 people. Totally. You know, let's, totally. let's, let's not be, um, illusion. Now here's a question that may just be in my mind, but it's been there literally since it happened. Um, and you are the man to ask. Because you were in Miguel's headspace in that last second, in that last shot. When he screams sensei, there are three people in that arena that he could be screaming that to. Mm -hmm. There are two men in that arena that he could logically be screaming it to with the way that the season has been written. Mm -hmm. Which one of those two is he screaming for or is he screaming for both of them? I mean,
0: or does do he you, not know? Let me ask. I'll answer your question with a question. Is this a question you really want me to answer?
1: i I, I think I'm curious. No, it was left no. It.
2: <laughs> because I kind of like the thought that he doesn't even know which one he's crying for. Sure. And he's probably screaming for both of them. Because I can answer it.
1: But I think like, I feel because, like and there, then the next
2: time we see him, he's with both of them. So
1: sure. I'm, I guess I, it, it sounds like Michael's going to answer. Well,
2: I mean, I, it's, it, no, I, I'm happy to I, answer I, if you want, but I don't see. I, yes, I really no, want an answer, back. but then I kind of want to live in this world where he is screaming for both of them. And even he doesn't know because he's it's, so Schrodinger
0: sensei. Brianna. He's
2: so upset with Johnny <laughs> over the I love you, Robbie thing. Yeah. And he has bonded with Daniel so tightly by this point that it's up in the air which i, I he could be screaming for crease because crease has been his sensei but i'm going to take crease off the table immediately for, <laughs> right i'll say he's
0: not <laughs> screaming for crease the the <laughs> who's the third person
2: yeah crease no, is but, off the uh, table
0: um, yeah i mean i i will say that like a big part of the headspace is the feeling and the, and and this ties into like kind of where season four ends and season five begins i got to talk about 10 but so much about this these two episodes is also about the feeling of like the father and and who is the father and wanting that to tie into this and the feeling of johnny disappointing him and and feeling like johnny's fighting for the wrong reasons and you know johnny makes a mistake in nine which was always really you know we, we we really wanted to make sure that that happens because johnny's you know, Johnny's going to Johnny and, and, and getting caught up in this whole fight with Cobra Kai affects his relationship with Miguel. And so much of these episodes are about Miguel, you know, getting ready to get on that bus. Right. Um, so I, I'll, I'll but, I, but I, I won't, I won't like, if you are, I mean, like, I feel like I could, I, you could read it either way. You know what I mean? Like you could right. read it. Like he's calling out for Daniel. You could read it like he's disappointed in, 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 in the way that uh, that he's been left behind, and and tying it into episode, what was it, um, episode one of season three, with the flat, you know, with, with right. sense with sensei bringing him out of it, and now he's being left behind. Like, there's a lot of ways you can kind of read that moment.
2: And but, I uh, like we- the way that it, it it it's like a warped mirror of the end of season one, where Miguel mm-hmm. has become Robbie, and he has this difficult father-son relationship with both johnny and daniel again yeah, totally. where and robbie just has the father-son relationship with johnny where they've yes. switched places
0: yeah so, it's like there, there's just so many moving pieces happening with this headspace and you really want to show that and also fake out the audience like you want the audience to like i'm curious to hear from you guys like did you think that he was going to get hurt at the end of that episode no <laughs> no
2: no, not for, think- not for real. I, I, at first, when I heard the crack, I was like, they would not. Right. And then as soon as we saw the, the opening, because I, I, I was watching with Peter, and when mm-hmm. we saw the, the thing in the hospital, I was like, this is not Miguel. Unless they right. are pulling a Dallas, this oh, is so- not Miguel. <laughs> and was, if they're yeah, pulling a so Dallas, <laughs> I am so mad.
0: That was a great fake out. I love that <laughs>
1: I definitely didn't think that he re-injured himself in the same wo- in the same manner. Like, but I knew it was yes. related. But I didn't yes. think he was going to be like not walking in the copy. Yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I was just like, oh. I, it, my reaction was very much like, "Fuck!" <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. That 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 was it. But I was like, "Oh no, not this again!" You know. So I, but I do wonder, like, how many people were were doing that? Like, oh no, he broke. You know, he's broken again.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, we really like, I, I I pitched to them. Like, I think at one point it was a different kind of injury. And I remember talking with the guys and like, I I would love, like, if let me make a pitch, (laughs) you could say no, but I liked the idea of it being the same injury just because we set it up and and it felt like it was, or in earlier drafts, I had it as a different injury. And I I remember we had a conversation about like what the injury actually could be because we wanted to walk that line with the back injury. Mm -hmm. And um, I also just like, having the parallel with that with season three, because it was so much about like season three is so much about like not, it's not just about him, like being able to walk again. It's about like the bond between him and and Johnny becoming stronger and using that injury as like the metaphor for it. So it felt like, right. It felt right. Like, you know, narratively and story-wise for that injury, like right as Johnny and, and Miguel's relationship is fraying for that injury to kind of come back in a way. And, and, he, and we knew we didn't want it to be like, he can't walk again. We wanted to make sure you, we did, we faked out the audience enough that he'd be able to like, not to talk about 10 again. He wanted it to feel like he could walk out on stage, like with, with, with Daniel and the karate kid, but we also knew we, it had to be something that would like give him pause. Um, so uh, yeah, I love that. I think that ending the way that turned out looked amazing. Like Josh didn't like the way that it was directed was unbelievable. And just
2: know that in that moment, in that heartbeat, I did not rule out the possibility of you guys under the big threes instruction, pulling a Dallas and having Johnny walk out of the bathroom shower and finding out that the last two seasons were a hallucination.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <no. laughs> I don't think we'll ever do that. I think we
2: can Peter has no we idea what we're that. talking about. Look at his face. He has oh, no I clue.
1: No, 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 no. I, I know the the Patrick. You Duffy get it, the thing. Bobby
2: Ewing walking out of the shower, and like the last five seasons had been a dream.
1: Yeah, I, I know that sequence. i okay. I don't, I, I don't know the show, but I, um, it, it was one of those like, I don't Just know. Just for VH... a heartbeat,
2: I was like, did they pull a Dallas? I would not put it past them.
1: Yeah, I put nothing I, past them. I, I saw it on some <laughs> television, whatever. Where you're such a you baby, know, <laughs> Dallas was listed as one of the. I, I don't know what it was, but, you know, it was the people were upset. It was the dumbest like,
2: reintroduction yeah. of a dead character ever.
1: Yeah. Ever. So, so I so do funny. know what you're talking about, but but uh, my face was more like, that's not their style. Like, you know, they wouldn't yeah, do that. I'll,
2: oh, they would they, totally do that if they thought they could get away with it, not piss off the fandom.
1: Um, I mean, no, maybe the John
0: Josh and Hannah are so great about, like, driving us and driving the show in a way that's like, cause they're just so great about like making sure that we're managing all these storylines that every character has their day. And, and to go back to the skills competition for a second, that's also like a big reason why we wanted to have the skills competition was because we want to have a section where all the characters could have something awesome to do. Mm-hmm. Like we knew once we got into the fighting, we'd still check in with those characters, but let's face it, most of those characters narratively have to lose, you know, like you want to see, um, you want to give, you know, Chris and Mitch moments that shine on their characters. And you want, you want to give Bert a moment. And I mean, Bert gets his moment in the fight out uh, in the fight, which is great. Uh, I love that moment. <laughs> um, but like, uh, but you know, you want to have these callbacks. You want to make sure that you want to have a scene where all the characters get to do something rad. And I think that was, what was really cool, um, to, to set that up. And, and yeah. Uh,
1: you just mentioned uh, Bert's moment was, um, I feel like Owen kind of did something that that kind of looked like something Tommy did from the tournament in in the first credit Kid movie. I, I believe I don't know, that. Was intentional. Okay, yeah, it was like it was like a reaction that he did. Where I feel like you know, um, it was, I think it, it, was it probably like, was. <laughs> yeah, like Tommy's reaction after like getting disqualified. You know, like yeah, yeah it, it just it looked really similar. Um, we kind of skipped over the the uh, committee and, and Ron. You know, like I, I love the gag. Yeah, yeah. You know, like yeah. everyone's yeah. talking and then. You know, you, nobody really questions where Ron is, and then all of a sudden there he is with the microphone. He's like, Yeah. About <laughs> and my favorite
0: one? bit of that. My favorite bit of that too is that everyone's like, we have to kick Ron out of the group. <laughs> like everyone's <laughs> like literally like like they're just like, I've had it up to here with Ron. Like you have messed up the parking like I know that that's that's the, the guy's favorite thing is just like the the silly drama with these guys happening in the background. Like they're kind of our Greek chorus a little bit, you know what I mean? Yes. I love that. So writing that stuff's always really, really fun. And, um, I know Matea crushed it in her episode, uh, six this year. Like, it's just so much fun to write that stuff. And, and, and then Ron coming out and saving the day and like turning out that Ron, and it's also fun too, to be like, Oh, Ron's a dentist, you know, like we always love coming up with like, what are the, fun- like, they, they can't do this for a living. Like there's no money in being a karate committee member. So right. there's something funny about hinting at what their normal lives are like and, and stuff like that. So it's always fun to kind of write that stuff and get little jokes. in. like, that's, a, that's just also like my sense of humor. Like one of my favorite jokes from past seasons I've shared on the show is just the fact that hinting at um, that cousin Louie worked at, uh, at Fat Sal's in between seasons. Like, I just think that's so funny that he, he worked in like a sandwich store.
2: And he lives at the 99 cent store.
1: Yeah, yeah, basically. Somehow. It, just real quick, since uh, you know, because it's just like w- one little thing, and it, I, I don't think it's uh, in this episode. Um, I, I wonder if it was you that told us, uh, or maybe it was Matt. But we we hear that Gavin had more in in season four that didn't uh, did make it.
0: I think we might have we might have trimmed some stuff down for sure. Um, it's hard to say. I don't remember
1: yeah like, yeah I think what I remember specifically was for 410 where um they end up like deciding to fire him because of uh, like a decision like it was it was almost like a like a finale kind of thing like at the very end
0: yeah there was a extended scene I believe I, it, is that not in 10 where they're like kind of talking maybe it did get cut at the very end where they're just like having a post-mortem Maybe there was more. I don't think he ever ended up like, I don't remember if he got actually fired. There might've been drafts of it, but uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I'd have to like
1: dig. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: See some of my favorite social
2: media interactions, Instagram and Twitter, both to watch is when like Kara uh, and Marie and Matt <laughs> will get going and they have built this very intricate, like um sex and politic fueled backstory sure, sure. where George and Sue at one point were having an affair, but then <laughs> George, uh, George being a raging sexist piece of crap and Sue being a feminist, it just didn't work out well. And, um, my favorite line from all. And, and I, like I view every all Valley committee through that lens now, Sure. Right. For the the simmering politics and the sex and and all. it's like this whole little soap opera going on. Totally.
0: It's always
2: fun. I said when they're when they're doing the vote of no confidence and we got to get rid of him. And then he shows up in in the middle of the what is he doing with my
0: microphone?
2: (laughs) (laughs) Best line ever.
0: It's so funny. I love it. I feel like that is the guy's. That has to be one of the guys. Like, what does he do with my microphone? That feels like a very like Josh thing. Where <laughs> Josh, is, it feels like it. He that might be his. I, I can't remember.
2: And and that's the thing that finally pushed George over to the vote of no confidence was that yeah. that that Ron touched his microphone.
0: It's um, so funny.
2: What can you tell us about the Malcolm Jamal Warner incident that they are also upset about? <laughs> we, I,
0: it, I, I feel like it's their Applebee's. You know what I mean? What to say, I mean.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> like, I can't, I can't like say deeper than that, but I think that's the energy.
2: I, I, I really, I hope that we get a resolution on that someday because I would yeah. die to see Malcolm Jamal Warner on this show. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. Well, fun, eh? we, we should, we should hint at it like we did with uh, the Applebee's where we're like giving little more bits and pieces the more we go. You know what I mean? Yes.
2: Yes, that Applebee's guy, like even the cops know him when he shows up yeah. in tank down. <laughs> it's
0: my favorite thing.
1: Uh, one of the fight uh, pairings that we get is Tori and Devin. Kid, uh, you talk yeah. about that one and uh, De- Devin losing, but also acknowledging that, you know, she's not surprised because she only just learned karate and, and all yeah. that. I, I don't think anybody expected her to say something like that.
0: I, I love writing, like writing for, getting to write for Devin is so much fun. Um, she's just like, I love that character and, and the energy she brings and how she sort of is like this toe to toe with Johnny in a way that makes Johnny sort of like, Oh, I, I like that. Like there's a little bit of Aisha in her too. You know what I mean? And, and letting Devin be sort of this, like, you know, <clears throat> this, this kind of like, just like being honest and being like calling, calling Johnny out on his shit is always like a fun character to have. And I think like, that, that moment is just also like a total callback to the first movie where it's just like, you you see the online arguments where it's like, how did he win? He only knew karate a few weeks. Like, how, how is that possible? So it's kind of fun to like bring the realism into that. And and also just like, you know, setting her up for next season where it feels like she's bought in on the karate. And now what does it mean going into next year with where everything landed? and um, And the Tori Devon fight is also fun too, because, you know, you want to feel like, it doesn't feel realistic for Devin to win that fight. And I think it also is important for, to show the like sheer power of Tori. And it's also like a kind of come to Jesus moment for Johnny, where he's just like, Oh fuck, like my fighter in the female tournaments out of the game. And now it's, it's even more pressure on Miguel, which leads to the ending. Like it's, it's using that moment in multiple ways for character and story and headspace and all that. And, um, yeah. They're, they're really fun. Like, like uh, Devin, Devin and Tori is, is, is a cool pair. It's a cool pairing that, you know, I hope like what I, what I love about our show and how we keep introducing characters is like, it's always fun to kind of rotate everyone one over. I think I've said this on the podcast before and like getting an opportunity for Tori and Devin to have interactions is like a really cool opportunity. They've never met. And now they get to like, have this sort of passing. And uh, it's fun to think, you know, to think about what, what other, pairings can we do like that in the future you know
1: we see see what in the trailer
0: <laughs> it's true it's true Ch-
1: chosen it to, uh, it's over uh, so
0: yes <laughs> oh my god those those scenes i you guys are in for a goddamn treat next year i'll say that <laughs> uh, sure, or next so. year not
2: next year <laughs> no september we go ne- down to like september. 88 days right now or something wow. and
1: i'm about right yeah
2: it, 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 chosen protecting daniel i am here for all of it's, that i'm just
0: it's a yeah it's a it's a cool season i really love that season and i'm really um the episodes i got to write were were are all really really cool i'm like really proud of my episodes that year
1: my thing is like i, I want to see how much of it was actually edited in you know, m- made us think a, a certain way. Like that seems to totally. be yeah. not as badass as we think, you know. Like who knows? We, yeah. we don't know. Uh
0: we'll see, but boom, I and you know, I am gasoline is just as bad as, say, as it's, the yeah, it's
2: Yuji calling himself basically unignited fire. It's gonna be badass yeah. no matter what happens.
0: It's it's a badass, it's a super badass season. It was really like I'll be honest, like you know, I, I was on set for that season. I got to be on set for most of it, but by the end of it, Tw- *Twist* metal started ramping up, so I didn't get to be on set for the end. So I actually haven't s- I haven't seen a lot of how those blasts. I mean, uh, I've watched I've watched cuts here and there, but <clears throat> I've been pretty out of the loop for for ten. Uh, so I I, I, I like the what I've seen so far is like unbelievably great. So oh. I think it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a killer season. So
2: one thing, whether incidental or accidental, um. And I, I noticed these more, I'm sure, because I am Catholic. So these things were like, it, it, I, I was born with these. They're like, you know, they're like genetic. Um, at the end of season two, the way Miguel and Sam and Eli ended up posed on the stairs was the statue of cavalry where Miguel is the Christ figure with John the Baptist and Mary Magdalene at his feet in this season you You have Eli stretched out on the the tattoo bed in a very biblical crucifixion pose, and he becomes Samson and he yeah. loses all of his strength until he realizes that Delilah still loves him, and then he can get back up and fight and you you are the one that has the Delilah moment with yeah. him, so was that accidental? Was that incidental? Do you play with the religious themes
0: intentionally,
2: or do they just
0: show up? Here's what I'll say about the about the Christ-like image: is that we're. I mean, I, I can't. I mean, I can't speak to that because I mean, I'm I'm Jewish, so I I was not brought up on that imagery. But um, the I mean, I'll say that that him on his back, him playing this, you know, he, he, when he's like, you know, when he's getting his tattoo. That was more of a reference to. I mean, I didn't write that episode, but that was more of. I know when we talked about it, that was more going back to like season two, where you're like seeing, you know, where you saw his power, you know, when you saw Eli before, you know, mm-hmm. when Eli like runs and he's upset, he's been bullied about his lip and he jumps onto the bed and he's lying down, upset. And then it crossfades into him getting his tattoo and seeing the power of the hawk. We wanted to mirror that. I know we talked about in the room, we wanted to mirror that moment where, you know, this is a, a place where he is powerful. And it, it, we ha- I will say the Samson's life stuff we talked about a lot. We did talk a lot about the power in the Hawk and mm-hmm. losing the Hawk represents losing his confidence and all of that. And using the episode, episode nine, to just be like, okay, he got his confidence back and using his relationship with Moon to get him back there. And, and that, that, you know, the Hawk is in, is in him all along. And then it's not really about the hair. It's about the energy that he is and who he is and finding that confidence that he can, you know, grow, hopefully grow it back in the future. Um, maybe, I mean, I don't know. We'll see what happens next year, but right. um, I think, uh, you know, it is really about that. I'd say we were I'd say the Samson stuff was definitely things we talked about in the room more so than like necessarily seeing him lying down and, and looking like, looking like on the cross. Honestly, it's a question for the director because maybe they, they thought of it that way, but I know in the room, the way we talked about it was always just about referencing that mirroring that imagery you know from the past
1: okay um so uh for those that didn't or i guess the listening people at home uh didn't see me step away for a second so were you guys just talking about the hair only and and not um do you guys get into a hawk and moon right before uh Hawk's uh, about the hair about her kissing
2: him about. Yeah. What gave him back his confidence was finding out that his
0: Delilah was still in love with him.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. And 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 also like,
0: yeah, we, we, excuse me. I mean, so much of the season two was like watching Hawk have his fall, he falters and letting moon kind of see him in a new way and kind of getting these two back together and watching the two sort of, you know, come come back and, and letting Moon kind of have her alley moment, right. you know, with, with with him a little bit. And um that was always something we talked about in, in the show and and finding threading that needle of like how, when does this confidence come back? At what point should it happen? And and uh you know I think where where we landed Hawk is awesome. I love how where Hawk's story ends in these last two episodes and letting him win like having him win. You know, and, and giving him the, the victory and, and not having it just be the same three characters who win all valleys, you know what I mean? Like it it's really great to have new champions, you know, which which you know it's just it's just brings new yeah. energy next year. Yeah, yeah, it does.
1: Uh can you talk about the uh the fight between I believe it was a uh, Piper and Sam?
0: Sure. I will also just talk about Hawk, I'm really excited that he got his like the fuck he got one of the fucks this yeah year.
1: yeah yeah he got really, f bomb.
0: he got his f-bomb i love that anyway
1: um two f-bombs so this pi- season yeah
0: yeah we did get a few more we're on netflix baby um <laughs> uh so the pipe you were asking about the piper sam fight <clears throat> i'm so sorry um the piper sam fight was you know really about sam uh, you know, kind of, They she had just realized that Miyagi, that Cobra Kai knows Miyagi-Do, that, you know, they know our moves. How do you fight what they know? And it's really this turning point of Sam being like, your way is not working. I have to do it Johnny's way. And I think it was really fun seeing that aggression and then having their argument afterwards. And, you know, there were drafts where it got more heated, but I like where it landed, uh, where, you know, it's it feels like, I love that this season is so much about Sam being like, I'm gonna do it my way, you know? Um, and and how her way is a combination of both of her senseis. And, and I think like the the episode three scene I love with Johnny and Sam, it's like that pays off here. And I think like, it's always it, it's always been nice. It, it, it like was kind of, it, it timed out well, where like a lot of things that like gets set up in three, it gets paid off in nine. So it like kind of worked out. I, it was a, it was easier for me to be like, okay, well now I remember what happened, and to call back to those entered to those relationships in those moments. Um, so it's really just about that, and and you know sh- having Piper, who you know was sought after in episode six, letting her have you know feel the tension of this character. Like, oh my God, this is someone who we almost had on our team, and we lost her, and now we're seeing what we could have had and feeling the danger of like, oh my God, Sam might lose to this to to Piper and letting her kind of bring up the rock, paper, scissors of Eagle Fang, Karate, and Miyagi-Do was like really fun. And um, yeah, and and, and, the, and the choreography, I should just call out the choreography that Don Lee and, and Ken Bearfield did. Like all the Sun stuff this year is just unbelievable. Like they're just so amazing. And uh, I love working with those guys and they're so collaborative. And like we talk about what the story beats are and then they just turn into like incredible, incredible work. Um, so yeah, like honestly, a lot of echoes goes to those guys and just to Don and, and, and how the fight looks with Canon. Yeah, it's just unbelievable stuff.
2: Now, kind of building on that as far as Sam realizing in, in <clears throat> excuse me, in that moment that she has to combine the two to to um, beat Piper because Piper knows all of her, you know, moves. This is a, a conclusion, obviously, that we saw Johnny and Daniel come to in first learn stand when Daniel had to use Eagle Fang to beat the guys, the, the, the hockey players. So we've got the kids coming to this same realization without Johnny or Daniel, either one ever telling them this, which again makes the kids way smarter than their fathers. So my question is for you, for your sanity, for your mental health, do you ever just, want to beat your head against a brick wall for the cross hypocrisy of these two men that they don't realize like Daniel is bonding with Miguel, but pissed off that Johnny is bonding with Sam. Meanwhile, Johnny is pissed off. Daniel is bonding with Miguel while he is bonding with Sam.
0: Yeah. I never bring my head against the wall with this stuff. Cause that's the fun. <laughs> like that's, that's the whole point is that Johnny and Daniel, can't see what's right in front of them and and that their own past and their and and what's happened always clouds the point of view because if they were friends obviously johnny would love that you know miguel's getting to know daniel or not even that it's like it's not even that because like you know we do set up that like they become friendly that they're getting along in episode three but there's a jealousy in the being the sensei in the relationships and and What's so important to our show is that Daniel and Sam's relationship and Johnny and Miguel's relationship are that father and son dynamic. And it's so much about like letting your children meet new mentors and, and having that sort of new, you know, you don't, you don't want to feel like you're putting it, you're being put out to pasture relationship wise. And I think it's a very relatable feeling of, of, you know, is, does that mean that my relationship is any less special? You know, or, or is our relationship changing? And and I think it's a very scary feeling, especially as a parent. Like for these guys, like you know that 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 feeling of that of that turn. And you know, Johnny doesn't want Miguel to to be totally won over by Daniel because he doesn't want Robbie, It doesn't want Robbie again. That mm-hmm. relationship to happen. And so much of this show is just it's about these like baby steps. And yes, jo- Johnny and Daniel learn from each other, and they go out. Like the fact that they go to a hockey game together is so great. Like that's just so um, it's such a perfect, like, you know, they're, they're hanging out together. They're still enjoying like beers together. They're watching, like they're giving each other shit. There's antagonism, but they're still like hanging out. Um, And I think it's fun to see that the kids are sort of putting it together. And I think the season is so much about like getting Johnny and Daniel to a place where they're sensei's together at -hmm. that ending in 10, not to talk about 10 again, but like, I think looking at this season is like, okay, see, the first half of the season is so much about you have to work together. We have to use both of these things to work. And then in the falling out in five, the back half is like, no, we don't need that. We can do this ourselves. We have to do this ourselves because it's every man for himself, especially in episode six when you realize that like there's the female division that, that was added. So it's so much about like these, these title shifts and these push and pulls and finding the right opportunity to you know, really challenge the characters and, and make them do the hardest thing that they can, you know, and, and for Sam, it's really hard to kind of turn her back on her dad, but she knows that like the stakes are high and if she wants to win and beat Tori, she has to do that. And it, it, it just always ties back into this, this thing of like, what am I fighting for and and what, what am I sacrificing for that fight? Uh,
1: what, what are the last, uh, uh, Perry's we have left is uh kitty versus robbie can you talk about like maybe robbie's headspace because you know these are oh. you know people are the same team that have to fight and so uh, i'm sure you guys discussed yeah. the point system <laughs> uh with, with this one well well i will say when i talk about the point
0: system I'm, i mean in the grand scheme of like okay how many points was the skill competition versus how many points is that the points in the in the actual ga- show are always the same but like Point here. That stuff we care about very deeply. Who gets what okay. point? I just meant in the grand scheme of like, how did Miyagi go from number one to number two, or how did Eagle Fang drop down to seven? That's the stuff that I'm like. We don't need to get into the chuff of it because it's just like over-explaining and it's just setting itself up. The point system for the actual fights is so important because it's telling the story of who's coming up, who's coming down. It's like Rocky, you know. It's a it's like Karate Kid, like. The the season of Cobra, the show Cobra Kai starts with literally Point LaRusso, Point, you know, uh, Lawrence, like that's so important. So with Kenny and Robbie, we always knew we wanted to like have this moment of like, we always liked that two Cobra Kais fought against each other. You know what I mean? You don't really see that too much in, in Karate Kid, but it happens. It has to happen because there's so many. So it was really fun to be like, okay, well, what does a fight like that actually look like? And then adding the headspace stakes of, you know, Robbie is... Kenny's for all intents and purposes, Kenny's sensei and his, his mentor. And he is like, this season is so much about Robbie spoiler alert, coming back from the, to the light and having an opportunity of, you know, having a kid that he's, you know, he's Daniel was his mentor. And now he's another kid's mentor and seeing how like, I think Robbie's headspace in this is so much like I'm using Cobra Kai to get what I want. You know what I mean? Which is to like, get back at Daniel and Johnny, essentially. And I think he he feels impervious to the Cobra Kai of it, like the dark side of it. Like he thinks that I, I can control it, it's fine. But what he doesn't realize is that's transitioning down to Kenny and that it's like the things that he's doing, the decisions he's making have a ripple effect on Kenny. So I think it's like, uh, I think that is what is so cool about this fight. And also it's like his you know, having to hurt his mentor, his mentee in that way, you know, in more ways than one is also just such a big turning thing for him where it's like, this is the cracks where he's starting to realize, wait, maybe Cobra Kai is what I thought it was. Well, why, what, why am I fighting for this? Why am I doing this really? And I think it's, it's all to get him back to to Johnny and, you know, hopefully Daniel in the future, but who knows? I mean, we'll, we'll never know. So um, I think it's just, it's just so important to get, that, that hug, again, talk about 10, that hug with with Johnny and, and Robbie is just so important, and this is the beginning of that, you know, seeing the hurt that he's caused another person, realizing that that's the hurt, that, like, it's just this transitional trauma of, you know, Chris was tra- traumatized, that trauma went to Johnny, that Johnny trauma went to Robbie, and now that that is going down to Kenny, and I think seeing it from a different point of view is is just always such a, an eye-opener. And then seeing in, in 10 with Kenny beating up Anthony and realizing that Anthony was bullying him—it just—it all comes together in such a beautiful way.
2: Um, At the risk of going all anime here, uh, Robbie and Kenny—we
0: could talk anime. I say,
2: (laughs) Robbie and Kenny, we we actually have the 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 senpai and student relationship here,
0: where Robbie
2: is the 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 stepping the senior student between the novice and the and the sensei yeah um and it actually this fight kind of broke me in like a dozen different ways because you can tell Robbie comes out and he's looking like yeah we we, we have to do this but you know it, it's just a formality and we're just yeah. going to have fun with it and whoever wins wins and then Kenny actually comes after him
0: yeah with exactly this-
2: Look on his face—that is not the cute, sweet little, you know, anime, video game-loving, dancing, doing the sprinkler on the corner little boy that we met. Totally,
1: totally.
0: Um,
2: and then Kenny's or, or Robbie's reaction.
0: Yeah, and then it also ties into like, and then and then what's great about this scene too is it also ties into Crease and. Silver's relationship as well. Mm-hmm. And using like the previous, I think it was, was it it was episode seven where where they where Kenny and Robbie have to fight each other and Kenny gets the point because he uses his um he uses Robbie's feelings for Kenny to like kind of take yes. advantage of that because of what Silver told him to do. Mm-hmm. Like Crease sees this as like another way to kind of show Silver no, like this is, you know, win. You have to win. You know what I mean, and and again, it's like using Crease and Silver's headspace to push this forward, and 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 this was done on purpose to mirror that fight again, where you know, in a lot of ways, Silver's kind of in his corner, and Kenny's and Robbie's, and feeling Robbie like what what's cool about Robbie and Kenny in the way that we always talk about in the room, or at least the way I thought about it is like you're kind of using Kenny to show what was it like for Johnny when he first walked into that dojo, right. and you're using Robbie also to show how did Johnny's relationship turn from being a student to being Crease's number one? And I think you're kind of using that, both of those moments to show the change in the relationship and then using that to show Crease how he lost Johnny in the first place because of how he pushed these kids. Mm-hmm. So you're, there's, it's doing so many things in such a small amount of space. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a heartbreaking scene and it's because Crease pushes Robbie, Robbie goes too far with Kenny. And that causes Kenny to take out his aggression on Anthony, who was also going too far in him in the beginning of the season. So there's just like so many moving parts of this goddamn show. Um, but it's <laughs> it's always fun to think about, and we always talk about the headspace and making sure the headspace drives it. And we'll, we'll, where are they in the show, and and what has happened in the past and future? You know,
1: yeah. I mean, we're so close to season five. Just, I just i can't i i can't even imagine what Kenny's going to be like. You know, after these uh, last couple episodes. Uh, Brian, do you have one? I mean, uh, all I have left is, uh, you know, Hawkins and, and Miguel or Eli and Miguel.
2: Um, I, I, actually, the only question I have, I don't know whether this would be for you or um, more for, you know, uh, Peyton, if we were ever uh, fortunate enough to to talk to her. Uh, how much did you guys know about the um, bribing of the ref? Did the cat did like? Did Tori know that she was going to win no matter what? Did we know the corruption no. was
0: going on? We we knew from the jump that that was how it was going to end. Like, I think that was something that the that the guys, the big three, told us like day one was like Cobra Kai is going to win, and we wanted to be a bride. Um, I think like. So we knew that going into episode nine, I knew that going into episode nine, but we didn't, but Tori doesn't know. And the audience doesn't know. You wanted to feel like this was a legit win. And I think there are moments where you feel like maybe they were gonna win legitimately. And the bribe was just a, you know, was just a, uh, uh, what's the word, um, just a backup <clears throat> in case that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I think like, you know, it's one small call you know what I mean? And I think like so much of Tori coming out of that is, is it's important for her not to know, you know what I mean? Cause right. it throws like how far she's come since we first met her as a character and how, how much she's changed for the better, only for that to sort of like, you know, come out. It just like throws her character into turmoil. You can just see it on her face. Right. Um,
1: so, yeah. Yeah, I was about to say some more things, but, you know, that, that is episode 10, so we'll, you know, yeah. We'll, we'll I know see we're something on 10 a lot. Yeah, I <laughs> know, yeah. like, I feel bad. Just, just in case we don't get to to, to speak with Bob, but uh, I was about to ask you a question, like, no, no, no let's just save that for 10 in case. Um, so, you know, we get a bit of a rematch from season two between, yeah. you know, who was Dan Hawk versus Miguel. We get the callback line as well, like, oh, uh, a...
0: Finally, a worthy opponent. Yes, opponent. thank
1: you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, uh, can you talk about that matchup and 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 now, you know, uh, Eli has kind of you know gotten his confidence again, and yeah, yeah right before the the big uh, finale of this episode,
0: I I definitely wrote that line as a callback to two. I definitely was thinking about that scene a lot because that was the last time they fought, and and at that time, that was very much like sim- some not similar, but like there was a little bit of that Kenny. Robbie fight in that last one too, where you feel like Hawk is being won over by crease and Miguel is, you know, inherently Johnny's number one student. So you're getting a little bit of that anyway, but I, it felt like what I like about that scene is it's so much more like, these guys are friends. Mm-hmm. Like it's a reminder that we're doing this, like that Hawk is coming in. And it's being like, we're friends. Whoever wins wins. Like he feels confident again. And and you get this sense of like, you know, we'll just do it. Let's just don't hold back. Let's see who's really good. And it was nice to kind of have a moment where or a scene where, you know, are just two friends who are fighting and they want to do their best. But I think what's interesting about this scene is, you know, Johnny's put it in his head that this isn't fun, that like we have to be I have to be Daniel and that we're not on the same team anymore. And that you have to like like if this was a, you know, Miyagi Fang <laughs> matchup, like if they, the two dojos were together, it'd be a totally different energy. But because of this, Johnny is adding that energy of like, no, you have to win. Like you have to win at all costs. Like Eagle fan can't, Eagle fan can't lose. Um, so it was really fun to come to that. And then obviously, you know, all the tension is what, what in my mind is kind of what causes the, the injury to happen or he overextends or he goes too far. Um, and yeah, that, that ending fight was something that I always loved the, the uh, you know, I think that was in every draft, just like the callbacks to episode, to season three and the spin and, doing that move that that's reminiscent of the, you know, the, the, the windmill kicks or whatever, like we always talked about, about doing that and, and then having the moment, you know, get cut out suddenly and feeling the drama of like, Oh fuck, like when girls hurt going into the next episode.
1: You succeeded. Uh, We we had that, (laughs) that very special. Yeah. Uh, um, Yeah. You you mentioned the windmill kick. I mean, you, you're referencing like street fighter, right? Is that.
0: I don't know if it's, I mean, it, it's strictly just like the kicks that I think that's what they were called in season three, episode one, like whatever, whatever those kicks were. Um, they might've been called windmill kicks in script, but like, or a triple, whatever. I don't remember what the actual kick is called, but um, there was like a triple kick move that he does in a, in, a, in episode one. And it's the same. It's supposed to be a similar move um, to, to mirror that, 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 you know, coming out of a coma moment. Um oh, right, at least right, that's right, how right. I imagined it. But uh but you're just mirroring that moment and feeling the tension and like you know, he's supposed to do this amazing final kick to take out Hawk and you're feeling the sweeping moment and then it just all goes wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Right. Just like Daniel with the crane that he was practicing the whole movie. Here is Miguel totally. with the, the hurricane that he's been practicing all season. Yeah, yeah. Only it doesn't, doesn't end work. at all the same way.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh. What a backbreaker. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it well. was
2: one hell of a cliffhanger that i believe this was the first actual cliffhanger we had of, well no season three was a cliffhanger between nine and ten because cobra kai had just broken into the house
0: right 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 oh man yeah that episode's great too i love that episode. i guess you could
2: say season two was kind of because robbie and and sam had just shown up at daniel's or at, at johnny's right.
0: Yeah, I feel like we we tend to like oh, yeah. to end every episode on a like throw forward in some way. Like, even if it's an emotional cliffhanger of like, what does this mm-hmm. mean moving forward? Like it's never like that's the biggest cliffhanger of like, oh my God, like is he gonna survive? Or oh my god, they broke into the house. What's gonna happen in the next episode? Um, but yeah, we you know, the guys are so good about like what's the big emotional thing that throws us to the next one.
1: Uh, yeah, like like uh in season two that's where daniel drives off right mm-hmm. with the, that's that's the mid the, the mid season oh the uh, mid but,
2: season yeah is daniel driving daniel jumping in the in the car and taken taken off no
0: no no I
2: mean, no in- he's actually he's already gone to the dojo and yelled at johnny it ends with him leaving the dojo yeah
0: oh, yeah right, right. and okay, and yeah. Feel like watching the other students leave too that's right yeah that's right. like um, that was the big cliffhanger there,
1: and then like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That was midseason.
1: So good. That, that's why we all bidget because because of that. What you just said. Yeah. What, what you guys do. What's the emotional? You know, I guess. The, the you guys pool. are
2: fanfic writers. You you. Yeah. The, it, it's a rule. <laughs> okay. You end yeah. every you end every 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 post of a fanfic you end with a cliffhanger so people will come back, and that's. I I, I really do think that's part of why people are so addicted to the show is because you guys leave us it, at the end of every episode, you leave us in a place where we can't stop. Right. If we are at all invested, we oh. have to keep going.
1: Totally. just great writing. You know? It's
2: emotional manipulation and I adore you for it. <laughs>
0: because you're well, very good you. at it. <laughs> thank you. No, thank you very much. No, the guys are <laughs> unbelievable writers and you know I've learned I've learned a ton working with them in all these seasons. And it's just been, it's been so much fun. It's just, I love writing on Cobra Kai. It's like the most fun. You get to do a soap opera with karate, as as Hayden would say. Right. So yeah, it's great. And who would have thought
2: just a goofy movie from
1: 1984. I know. Because the cultural
2: phenom.
1: It's a, it's a great movie. Uh, It is a great
2: movie, but man. Yeah.
1: Uh, so we'll end it right there, Michael. Thank you again for uh, you know, carving out some time, to uh, Speak about a season thank four you. episode where we still got season five coming, and you're working on a whole ass new uh, other show, yeah. So, really <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Um, of course, anytime.
2: What about yes. oh, uh, yeah, one real quick question What about um, uh, oh gosh, I just saw Duke Nukem. Oh,
1: I mean, that's oh, a movie. I, that's I don't it. know. Yeah, that's
0: a I, movie. I, I, I know nothing. Uh, oh, okay. I just know the guys are working on it, but I, I'm not involved.
2: Oh, okay. That's why I was, I was yeah. wondering if you were going to be on the production staff on that one.
0: No, it's, it's, a, it's a movie, and I, I don't know where um, – I don't know what stage they're at with it. I know they're doing it, right? and we, we, uh, we spoke about it briefly. But, um, I uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not involved with that one, unfortunately, but I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Oh,
1: okay. Uh, as far as I know, I know that th- they're producing it, and they're looking for a writer and director. So,
0: yeah, yeah, but okay. uh, but I'll just say that like I love the guys, and even though I'm working on Twisted metal, I'll find anything to, to work with those guys with on. So, uh, so
1: yeah, yep, yep, yep. The, ha- the house of Schlieldwitz. Schle- I-, I can't even say it now, it's just Sch- The house of we will follow them wherever they go. So, yes. exactly, so, yeah. exactly. Yeah. All right, Michael, and uh, where can people uh follow you on social media if they want to keep updated with the uh, twisted metal?
0: uh i am uh i'm on twitter at beardy mcwhisker i'm on instagram at i am michael jonathan um yeah i'm not really like super active on those but mostly sharing news about about the shows i'm working on and uh but uh but if you wanted to learn more about what's happening with twist of metal and the next season of cobra kai that's the place to check out and, and other stuff i'm working on but uh until then i will you know i hope you guys enjoyed season five of cobra kai i'm love to come back and talk about those episodes because there's some wild ones and uh uh yeah and you know hopefully uh, i'm sure i'll talk to you before then but hopefully twisted metal comes out in a timely manner and (laughs) please watch that when it comes out because uh it's uh it's like um let me put it this way like i love writing for cobra kai is like an absolute blast but like writing twisted metal is like it's like everything, if you like anything that I read, it's like all of that. It's like all the comedy, all the drama, <laughs> all the action. Like it's, it's all of that. And it's like, just letting me go nuts. Um, oh, and <laughs> so character it's, driven. All of that char- plus character, character driven.
2: driven. Oh my God, I'm in love. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's character driven. And it's, uh, it's, uh, there's some pretty wild stuff we're doing on it that uh, it's, it's going to be really cool. But um, I cannot wait. Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be sick.
1: Well, obviously this will be a uh, uh, dated by the time your interview comes out but are there uh more ca- uh cast announcements like big ones uh, to come out
0: uh i don't know i i uh i mean I, we're, we're we're still where there is casting that's happening but there might be more announcements but nothing that like i'm sure i'm sure when the time comes there might there will be but at the moment nothing like i can hint play, at or, or share
1: like the principal was that are pretty much already out. Uh, is it, I guess yes. The, of, the, okay. Yeah. Yeah. They'll will be there'll be some more casting because there's still some like big characters that pop up
0: oh, um, in the show. But uh, but yeah yeah those are the those are the those are the 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 biggest ones we can share at the moment.
1: Cool. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's all I was And there'll be
0: surprises too. Like we want to keep some things like ah. you you don't want to know that Carrie Underwood's coming. You want to be surprised. So right, there's right, gonna right. be There's going to be some surprises too.
1: Okay. All right. Awesome. So there, there you oh. go. So so, so we're like, like a Carrie Underwood uh, surprise. Uh, in, in uh,
0: <laughs> we got, we have right. some
1: cool cameos. Uh, Brianna, uh, where can people find you?
2: I am on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, archive of our own fanfiction.net. I am Brianna 25 in all places. If you want to email me? I'm brianna25 at gmail.com
1: all right well I, I felt like there was going to be more there but okay uh yeah for me just find me at company companion on uh instagram company pod on twitter uh i'm everywhere you know pretty active and present uh on social media so you can find uh me on any of those platforms tiktok yeah i'm there but that's probably the least active because i still don't get it <laughs> I, I don't i don't <laughs> understand tiktok but but I'm, I'm but i'm there i got a few things up uh you're like so, me yeah. and
2: instagram
1: Yes, actually, that's 100%. Absolutely. Uh, So there you go, if you want to follow me there. So thanks again, Michael, for uh, joining us. And thank you guys, as always, for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you. Bye,
2: guys.
0: Haven't you done enough, princess?